Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Thursday afternoon. And of course, obviously you heard that uh, emergency alert for the wildfires. We are hoping it's not a repeat of what we had a couple of days ago. This hour, it's kind of interesting. We, we, we're going to be talking about financial literacy in the first half hour. I want to find out all about the good work that JA or Junior Achievement does in teaching financial literacy to students. And then at 3.30, we're talking about Bill Morneau. Maybe he could use a little more financial literacy. We'll be uh, talking with Mike LeCouture about exactly what happened today with his announcement and how he was grilled over the coals in question period. That'll be at 3.30. But first of all, I want to bring in Melissa Frum. She's the JA president, CEO, joins us today. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Angela. How are you? I'm doing well. And and, and I wanted to talk about JA because I think it's a great organization and Uh, Maybe some people still aren't familiar with it or know the work that you do. So, Melissa, just give us an idea what JA is. Junior Achievement, we've actually existed in Calgary for close to 60 years. And the response I often get from folks when I tell them that I'm working with Junior Achievement is, um, oh, that's still around, hey? (laughs) Um, So I know we um, probably need to do a better job at making sure parents are aware that we're often working with their children in the school system. Um, What Junior Achievement does is we exist um, and do our business based on three major pillars in teaching youth about financial literacy, teaching them work readiness skills, and teaching them entrepreneurial thinking and entrepreneurship skills. Um, So a lot of the work that we do is in the public school system with students grades four through nine, teaching them the nuts and bolts of financial literacy, managing budgets, managing personal finances and business finances, and basic work readiness training that a lot of times really still ties back into the balance sheet and the basics of finance. Why do we need JA? Well, you know... And I, and I know you're probably dancing around this one, but because you work with youth in the school system, as you say, and I love the work you do outside school, too. We'll get to that. But was it 60 years ago that we recognized either parents or schools weren't doing enough to prepare our children? Yeah, probably a little bit of both. And I mean, the sad reality is, um, you know, we work with youth, but a lot of times I think parents would be well served if our own children would bring some of these important messages back home with us. Mm -hmm. We've got Canadian consumers with an average household debt of over 22,000 right now, and that's not including things like mortgages. You know, that's just consumer spending, consumer debt. And um, so I think that in itself speaks to the basic fundamental importance of financial literacy. And, you know, it's a really complicated conversation to get into to talk about who does this and who's best positioned for it. And, um, you know, the reality is I think like a lot of things that we teach our children, um, it's not a single-pronged approach. I think what we need to do is we need to have the school system embrace some of these things and teach them. And we do need parents to take responsibility and step up and do a better job of teaching some of these basic life skills to their kids. And in that, I think that there's still room for community organizations like Junior Achievement to do their part too. Um, When you look at Um, Just statistically, they say that parents are actually more likely to talk to their kids about drugs, sex, and alcohol than money. 
And I completely agree. And Melissa, I think it's because those parents went through a school system that didn't prepare them. And so then they're out in the real world and incurring debt, not understanding uh, the, the ramifications of credit cards. And then they feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't teach my child. I'm, I'm probably the worst teacher. So it just seems like this vicious uh, cycle that's going on. So I'm glad at least junior achievement is in the classroom. I think the education system. And I know I'll probably get texts from uh, some parents who say, oh, our school's great. They have a great program, which I think is important. But what I love about junior achievement, you're in there from grades four to nine. Sometimes it's not till junior high or high school that a lot of kids get any kind of exposure to financial literacy. So so good on you. But I want to talk about junior achievement. More importantly, I want to talk about the mentors because it's great for you to say we're in these classrooms. But who's we? (laughs) We is really the greater we, or you is more probably apt, um, in that we work with about 1,800 volunteers a year from the community, Mm -hmm. Um, most from the business community, sometimes folks who are retired and um, just want to get out and do something for a day, or, you know, companies who want to bring out a team of their staff to come out and have a team-building experience where they are giving back to the community a little bit. Um, you know, companies sometimes even use it as a way to enhance the skills of their own workforce because it is an opportunity for junior staff to try their hand at public speaking and teaching and mentoring and some of the HR stuff when you get into a classroom and you're managing those classroom dynamics. Um, so that's that's who we rely on to, to deliver these programs. And I, in a lot of ways, we consider that volunteer pool our secret sauce in that these kids I know, I have kids, so I know how it is when I say something or my husband says something, it's kind of, eh, that's just mom and dad. And, you know, even already six weeks into the school year, when the teacher says something, they've been listening to that same person's voice for six or seven weeks. They're already figuring out how to tune out that voice sometimes, too, even to important messages. But when you bring in that third party, it's a new voice, it's a new person in the classroom, we're moving around, we're getting engaged, we're a little bit active, so we're learning in a different way from a different person. Um, It just gives a little bit more opportunity for those messages to stick. And and I think... Kids, I almost heard you rolling your eyes when you were talking about your kids and how they <laughs> receive you. But but I also think that when you have someone coming from the the real world, quote unquote, I think sometimes kids take that a little more seriously. Not that they don't respect their teachers, but that they're seeing people who are out there and bringing their knowledge. I think that gives it a little bit more credibility as well. I think so. And I think, like you had said earlier, you know, as parents, We've made mistakes along the way, and and it's a little bit humbling to maybe talk to our our children about financial literacy when we ourselves might be one of those households with $22,000 in consumer debt. And um, yet it seems easier for someone to go into a classroom and actually be willing to bare their soul and open up about their own mistakes to a classroom of other people's children. And and so in some ways, um, it's a bit of the it takes a village mentality that if you're maybe not feeling comfortable talking to your own kids about your finances, maybe you'd be willing to come into a classroom and talk to someone else's kid, and in turn, somebody else in the community is going to step up and do the same for your child. Melissa, I want to take a break here because I want to find out exactly what volunteers are expected to do and maybe the training that they receive. And then I also want to find out about that entrepreneurial component of junior achievement because I think that plants the seeds for a lot of young people down the road. Melissa from is 
my guest. She is the JA president and CEO. Talking about financial literacy, you can always text us 403-974-8255. Have we dropped the ball when it comes to making sure we are preparing our kids for the real world? We're back after this. We are talking about financial literacy, uh, focusing on financial literacy for young students, but it's the broader conversation as well as to how prepared were you during your school years to then go out and balance a checkbook. I know even kids nowadays, what's what's a checkbook? Because everything (laughs) is digital. But Melissa Frum is my guest, JA president and CEO. Melissa, love this text I got. Hi, Ange. My daughter was so shy, she could not present her working class. But after spending two years in JA, she lost her fear. She's now a very successful travel consultant with business CEOs and actors as clients. I don't know why I just got emotional there. Um, I I just think that's a uh, a great story of someone who, oh my God, I can't even stand up in a class. Now, I'm guessing, and the texture isn't clear here, uh, I'm wondering if she was involved in the out-of-school JA program. Melissa, tell me about that part. Yeah, that would be my guess, too, based on that comment. Um, So that out-of-school program is aimed at high school students, so typically grade 10 to 12. And that's where we go a little bit further than just the financial literacy piece, and we start to really look at business and entrepreneurship. And uh, we have, we've started this program already this fall, but there is still a little bit of room if there's parents or students who are listening who are interested. And uh, we put students into a group of about 20, and they're partnered with mentors from the business community. So four or five folks who are typically young, energetic business folks who either have specialty in finance or marketing or entrepreneurship, business, project management. And um, together with these mentors from the community, these kids start and run a program right from the ground up. They sell shares, they elect an executive committee, they decide on the products they're gonna sell, they do cost evaluations, create a marketing plan, a business plan, and they go out and they sell the product. And most of the time, not all of the time, they actually will make a profit. And then they actually have to go through the liquidation phase of business as well so that they know how to fully go through the life cycle of a business. And they wrap up their business, they pay out their shareholders, they do a shareholders report, and uh, they come out of it knowing not only a lot about business, but there's so much work readiness that's learned in that environment just in terms of teamwork and collaboration and problem solving and critical thinking. Um, you know, they, they see a lot of obstacles and, and they overcome them through the course of those 20 weeks. I have to say, as a mother of a son who did that program, he's now ooh, 26 and he still has friends. So he loved the social side of it and also then the business side of it as well. So that's pretty cool for, as you say, if you still have some spots, parents can reach out to JA. So that's one type of mentorship that people can be involved in. And that's uh, obviously a little more intense because it's weekly and you're really working with the kids. But what about the mentors who go in classrooms? And I know there's lots of schools who would love to have them come to their school, but what does it involve? What what are they expected to do? You know, for a volunteer job, I would consider this a pretty easy gig because I do it myself and I know um, the first time I went into a classroom to teach a program, I was pretty nervous. The idea of standing in front of a group of 30 middle school children and trying to teach them just terrified me. Um, but Junior Achievement does a really good job of making it really easy. Um, all of our programs are really turnkey in that there are manuals for the volunteer to follow through 
for, for delivering the program, and there's a manual that the students receive. And uh, we take volunteers through a one and a half to two hour training session, so they really basically go through the program with us. Um, at a quicker pace, but we walk through all of the activities and everything. And you know, if you're a really nervous public speaker, um, it's in that workbook that you're given, it's pretty much scripted for you. So it, you almost can't go wrong. And for people who are wanting to just get out and give back to the community or maybe wanting to work on those presentation skills or delivering communication to a larger audience, it's a really great opportunity to do that. And is that just a one-off then? The, the school so one-off. Just... So we'll spend about an hour and a half training you. We'll give you the materials if you want to take some time to go through it at home and yeah. make sure you feel really good about it. Um, for folks who are going into the classroom for the first time, we usually like to partner you up with someone else. So that, um, you know, it's just always easier with a friend. Yeah. And, uh, and then you go into the classroom, and those programs are all actually just half-day programs. So you show up at an elementary or middle school at about 8.30 in the morning, and you're in the class by 9, and you're out by lunch. And we usually like to finish it off with a pizza. And usually everyone has some fun stories about their classroom and different comments that were made and lessons that were learned along the way. So, what, what, so the different lessons that are learned along the way for the mentor, what are the kids learning in that half-day well, we have, a, we have a suite of programs that take our students all the way from grade four through grade nine. Oh, okay. If a student was lucky enough to have teachers that were engaged with junior achievement and had requested us in the classroom, a student might go all the way from grade four to grade nine, starting out with a program called More Than Money, where they really learn the basics of money management. And uh, sort of the catchphrase for that program is earn, spend, save. And I think that says it all. You know, my little guy's in grade three, and I think about where he's at with his level of financial literacy and that program more than money. It's just, it hits the mm. kids exactly where they're at in understanding economics at a really basic level and that how do you earn money and what happens when you're spending money and the, the economic spin off of that and what it means to maybe save a little bit of money. Um, then in grade five, they graduate into a program called Our Business World, and grade six, a business of our own. And those two programs continue to fo focus a little bit on financial literacy, but talked a lot about economics and businesses in our community, and just really getting kids to start thinking about the bigger picture of the economic engine that runs around us all the time that we don't pay a lot of attention to. And in those classes, you really see the kids, like, just the light bulbs come on. And, you know, just last week we were delivering this program at a few schools in Calgary, and I went out and uh, with these grade six students, and we tasked them to kind of come up with imaginary companies. And uh, they're just so uninhibited and mm. so creative. And the ideas that they came up with, and there's this one little guy, and he's in his class, he had a little tie on and everything. And uh, he was, quote, unquote, crunching the numbers <laughs> on how they could make a profit and how much they'd have to sell a product for. And his little team had come up with this idea that they were going to set up shop at local hockey rinks and sell water bottles and hockey sticks to people who got to the rink and either broke their stick or forgot their water bottle. And wouldn't you know, it's Saturday morning, I'm at the rink with my kids, and no one has a water bottle. <laughs> he could have been making a killing. They could have, they Melissa, could have pulled one to me that morning. I got to say goodbye, but what's the best website for people who want to be volunteers, for teachers who want JA in their classrooms, for parents who want their kids involved? What's the best website? JASAB.ca is our website. Perfect. JASAB, as in Southern Alberta, .ca. Melissa, thanks again. 
Thank you so much, Angela. Melissa Frum, she is with JA. Let's have time for news now, I guess.